these mics will pick it up and then we'll be golden. All right. And then my life will be less complicated, which is just 100% not true. Is my phone off? Thank you. All right. Welcome aboard the Funny Boat Podcast. We're trying something crazy because it's early and we don't know what we're doing. Um, <laughs> exactly. But we're in the same space for the first time, which is so exciting. Is very much so. Ahoy, hoy. I am your host, Captain Boomies. This is the broker with the beard, Ed Pickering. Um, and we are at one of the sailing meccas of the world, the sailing mecca of the world, Annapolis, Maryland. There you go. Uh, at Hussers. A hot spot during the sailboat and power show. More importantly, a place that I can get painkillers. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like the most important thing to me. I don't know. It does have its allure, for sure. I should hit record on other things, shouldn't I? Oh, good. Oh, okay, now that's recording. Too. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> nope. I'm going to keep all of that because odds are these picked it up, so we're good. Okay. And if they didn't, now we're picking it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just in case, this is the Funny Boat Podcast. I'm Captain Rumi's. I'm so. still at Pickering. So, you and I have both been doing a lot of sea trials lately. We have, indeed. I love sea trials. It's one of my favorite ways to get paid as a captain. Nice. I really... <laughs> it's perfect. It's like, hey, I need you to take this beautiful boat that's in perfect condition because they're about to sell it out for a ride. Yep. And make sure everything is working. So, play with... Oh, my God. On cue. Thank you. So, play with all of the equipment on board, uh, use all of the toilets, and <laughs> we're going to be real nautical about right. it. And, I don't know, uh, don't crash into the dock is usually all they really care about. Ideally, as a broker, that, that that's usually <laughs> what we go for. <laughs> and it's funny, because when there's brokers on board... Um, ooh. I, I rarely have the broker on board. I usually have the surveyor and, okay. the, and the potential buyer. Really? Yeah. I rarely have the broker on board. Wow. I think because surveyors also hate brokers. <laughs> I'm on every single sea trial. Are you really? Yep. You're too good. Every single You're one. You're too good of a broker. I'm usually the line handler on the bow. Wow. Got my lasso skills. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not jaded yet. No. <laughs> well, but you have been doing this a long time. I'm surprised you're not jaded yet. Yeah, a lot of a lot of sea trials under the belt. Huh. So I'm I'm glad we're not doing this podcast on a sea trial because mm. it would be about as loud as it currently is thus far. <laughs> but I'm really impressed that we're trying we're, this on location we're thing. Giving it a go. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the last boat I did a sea trial on was having an alignment done. Ooh, okay. So she was a 58, 58 foot. Help me out. Uh, I've got a, I've got a little bit of backup in the corner here. My husband, my engineer, my bear, he's here, um, and he remembers what boat I was on. 
Oh God. <laughs> Whipped out on the knife. Okay, we're fine. You don't have to be on the podcast. Uh, he's camera shy? I don't know. Like, what's yeah. the deal? Microphone shy? Something like that. But, so I'm on this 50 some odd foot, maybe 60 foot powerboat. She just had both of her alignments done by some other company. And now we're taking her out to just test whether or not the alignment job was right. any good. Any type of shutter or any type of... Anything like that. Because the captain who had delivered the boat in the first place, this is an unowned boat. She's just brand new, doesn't okay. have an owner yet, no name, no nothing. And there's a guy yelling in my ear, and I'm so distracted by it. This is really hard. I suck at gorilla podcasting. Oh, no. I'm deaf, so it's not bothering me too much. Oh, that's great. Okay. Anyway, back to my stupid story about this boat. So I take it off the dock. Everything feels okay, but there is a noise. And then I get it up to speed, and there is a louder noise. Oh. And then the engineer on board is like, you know, there is a problem. It's going to lose a belt any second now. Oh, fun. So I need you to just be ready <laughs> to throttle back and kill the engine very fast. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole time I'm driving this boat and we're doing engine testing. Right, yeah. Uh, and I'm just bumping it up 100 RPM at a time. I'm ready to hear the noise of catastrophe and and watch on the cameras that are in the engine room right. this guy like panicking and flailing and possibly dying from getting hit with a belt nope. that flies off and, sure. and slices him open and kills him and there's blood everywhere and it's disgusting and terrible. <sighs> but but none of that happens, fortunately. Okay. Well that's good. But the noise. The noise is this. Ping, ping, ting, ling, ping, ling, ping, ding, 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 it was stressful. I didn't like it. I come, didn't like it at all. Come to find out it was diffusion radio. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like this at all. It was it was stressful. Um so yeah, it turns out we got back to the dock. Uh, this was the most unusual sea trial I've done because again, this was not a hey, we're just taking it out to test things with a surveyor. Right. This was some big repairs happened and we're not sure if they worked. Yeah. <laughs> turns out they didn't work. This yeah. boat is gonna have to go get hauled out. Yeah. yeah. And she doesn't even have an owner yet. This poor lady. Oh man. <sighs> feel sad for this boat. It's a new boat? Brand new boat. Brand new boat. Never had an owner yet. Um, she was at the Annapolis Boat Show, actually. Oh. Yeah. And I saw her at the Annapolis Boat Show. She's super sexy. Like, custom build? Not a custom. No. No, okay. she's a production boat. Okay. And I'm sorry that I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I will do my best to stick pictures and information <laughs> subtitles on the YouTube which is also an option if you want to check us out on YouTube and subscribe there is video I'm sorry there's video I'm sure the lighting is terrible there may be audio here's hoping here's hoping but otherwise subscribe to us on all other podcasting hootie hoo 
Whatever your favorite is. Oh. But you did yeah. a sea trial recently. I just did one Friday. Yep. Yeah. Went well. Went really well. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> you did not. You did not fall off. No, everything went well. Um, I got a, got a good reel already. I did a reel off of it. You were being an internet person? Yeah. And, oh. and uh, I think I already hit like a thousand, I'm close to like a thousand uh, views on it. Like that. It's addictive. Isn't yeah. It? I'm, now I'm, I'm really like, all right, what formula did I hit there? <laughs> but uh, I think the Miami Vice soundtrack I played and I... You know, it's a good shout out to show to you. Well, I hope you were playing it in real life and not just on the real. I don't know if you've ever done that before, but when no. you're. <gasps> I'm a newbie. Oh, let me tell you, okay. so the sexiest thing I've ever done in my life <laughs> was driving a 150 foot yacht. Sport fish. No, she's only a hundred. I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating. The fish was this big, and now it's this big. So she was a hundred foot sport fish, okay. which is bananas yeah. all on its own, right? She had a huge cap rail off the back of the, like on the aft deck of the boat, and I was on the top deck, like in what is their tuna tower, for oh, lack of a better word, but it's not exactly a tuna tower because it's still a yacht, right? but it's a flybridge, which is way up there, and I'm pulling into Miami Harbor. And the whole time just blasting like the 80s right. bumping. Like, <laughs> and I got these big shades on and I just felt amazing and probably should have been sniffing white stuff the whole time. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. People drug test you when you have a captain's license. I don't get to do any of that stuff. <laughs> Man, if I could have. <laughs> Mm. That would have been the time to do it. Yeah. Dirty laundry. <laughs> <laughs> the song was dirty laundry. <laughs> this is the episode of me making terrible music noises. I really don't know. How does uh, copyright striking work? We're going to have to learn that. Well, I think we're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> it may be please don't ever do that again <laughs> maybe maybe we'll find out god you know sea trial went well I was I was happy I think I think we did it it's a 2011 Benito Monte Carlo 47 which is an odd boat an odd for boat. this area so when US. people say Benito, I normally think sailboat, but that's Correct. not a sailboat. Yeah, and it's a big, very popular, or was a very popular boat, I, I assume it still is, in the European area, arena, and uh, there's not many in the U.S. So you wanted to be in the med twirling your mustache or something? Um, possibly. Okay. So you're not, you're not playing dirty laundry. No. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. You're doing something else. A polka, or I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it went well. Um, the engines performed well. That was like the, the thing because they're fairly new engines. So, ah. but yeah, it's nice. I think overall went real well. And I got another one scheduled when I get back from the St. Pete's boat show. What do? What is the kind of person who wants to buy that boat? What are they like? Are they? 
or is it does it total is it totally random? It's it's kind of random, yeah. Because I always think I know the personality type of the person who has the boat. Right. Like, no offense, cigarette boat people, but y'all have a type. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a type, and I'm really okay with that type because right. you guys are a freaking party and a half. Yeah. And I'm super into it. But, you know, the the crowd that owns a swan is also tends to be a type of right. person. Which is, so a swan, for those of you that don't know, is a very elegant, but fast performance yeah. cruising sailboat. Um so you have to be okay with going very slow, very long distances, but faster than anybody else who's doing the same thing in a sailboat, while being more expensive than everybody else. Yeah, a lot more expensive usually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you selling any of those lately? <laughs> no, not no. recently. All right, we're going to have to figure out how to make money off yeah. this podcast. That's what that sounds like. If you got a swan. <laughs> Oh man. Well, I'd like to talk some more about the fact that we are at Pusser's. Yes, so, let's do that. Pusser's is like I want to I want to call it um what's the word I'm looking for? I'm t- it's like a a habit. <laughs> An addiction, it's a, a rite of passage, almost. Oh, okay, I like that. I would say maybe maybe there's another word I'm looking for. Maybe it means that when you're at Pusser's, uh, you order a particular drink, and everybody who came here by boat knows what that drink is because there's like a club, like an in crowd that understands, like, oh, you went to Pusser's when you went there by boat, so you must have gotten this drink. And they usually don't even name the drink; they all. Ask a level. It's true. All right, we'll stop with the mystery <laughs> machine over here. Uh, we're talking about painkillers. And the painkiller is, in my mind, it's a Caribbean drink because it's got coconut and... Cream of coconut, orange and pineapple. Orange and pineapple. I've made these a million times, and then I do a very good job of forgetting how to make them because they're delicious, and they will make you forget all kinds of things. (laughs) I'm not driving a boat right now. I'm good. That's right. And they really are very tasty, Um, and you order them by the level. So a level one... You wimp, you. You absolute <laughs> guppy. Is, uh, it's one shot, right. right? So a level two, in my mind, is two shots. I would think. I am drinking a level three. Mm-hmm. Currently. <laughs> this is my second level three of the night, and I'm so sorry. Like, but they're so tasty. And I really love spiced rum. I love dark rum. I love rum. I love, yeah, I just love rum. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. As all sailors do. Yeah. Traditionally, yes. Do you, I, I, I assume you're like me, though, and you don't drink in both. Correct. I'm lying. I'll drink in both if somebody else is the captain. Well, I was I was actually getting ready to 
to corral that a little bit better. But yeah, if, if I'm not in charge, um, yeah, absolutely. So why did we meet at Pussers? I don't know. I just kind of said, hey, we should meet somewhere. And you said Pussers, or maybe I, I said, said maybe I did it. Maybe I did. I did. You got me on that one. I'm not a. I've been working in Annapolis almost a year now, but I really don't know all the little hangouts. I know <laughs> Davis's Pub. Okay. Pussers. Okay. I'm intrigued by the Black Wall Hitch. Well, how do you feel about Annapolis's moniker as the sailing mecca? I love Annapolis. You do? I love it. Um, because, like, Fort Lauderdale is the Venice of America, because it's okay. got all those weird canals. Right. Yep. And Annapolis is the sailing capital. capital. And I think Newport has some kind of nickname, and I forget what it is all the time, but I, it's a very salty town. Yep. So salty that their Mexican restaurants are called Salty Dog in Spanish. <laughs> Shout out to the Ferro Salado. I love that restaurant. <laughs> Please buy me things when I come there, if you ever hear this. They're not good. Um, but I... I it's so, it's, it feels such, it feels like all these sailing communities are so, like you have to know the places, you have to know the lingo, you have to know all the ins and outs, you've got to wear the outfit, you've got to know the yacht clubs, you've got to, there's a lot of paraphernalia right. that comes with. A lot of pomp and circumstance. Yeah, and I, I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I would say that, uh, I get in my mind anyway, from the broker's side of things, I see customers like that. Um, but I think that's kind of changing. I think YouTube's helping a lot with that. Getting kind of like a new, a new breed in where it's almost the complete opposite. Oh. Like, Anti-Yacht Club. Anti-Yacht Club. Um, I, I, I can I have a boat and that's about it yeah club <laughs> you know but it's, it's I think a lot of people are, are moving from you know doing all the corporate stuff to buy all the toys and they're doing what they need to do to get the toy to have the lifestyle they want now uh, I'm seeing a lot of that especially at the fall boat show I connected with quite a few YouTubers that were mid 20 somethings and everything was they, had, they were all into their boat and... So it's know. funny, I, I also connect with a lot of those people. And it's interesting to me when they don't even know what yacht club is. Yeah. Like, they have no idea. Or care. But then I have <laughs> yacht clubs reaching out to me and asking me what they can do to yeah. find new younger members. Mm -hmm. And I genuinely don't know. Yeah. I don't know what value they provide anymore other than if they've got a good bar. <laughs> yeah, good, good social club. It's social club. Huh. I don't know. Uh, are you a member of a yacht club? Uh, no. I am not. You're not? Am I? Are you allowed as a broker to not be a member of a yacht club? <laughs> On my own Do yacht. They, <laughs> <laughs> Do they allow that? I'm genuinely asking. Maybe um, not. Maybe. Like, we're going to strike that. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you were to ask around your office, 
Is anybody a member of a club? Um, well, since I'm <laughs> since I'm the only bro- broker out of my office. Oh, okay. I didn't know. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, but I'm also the head broker out of my office. Well, congratulations. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think in a rock hall office, there's a few that are members of like, uh, um, like a, more of a social club, like the Rock Hall Yacht Club, is would be more of a social type thing. They have sailing, but it's more like um, junior sailor type stuff. Okay. Um, I have a lot of people at my home arena that are with the Wilmington Power and Sail Squadron. Mm. Um, so I've. Often toyed with that idea, but I of joining a power squadron. I like the power squadrons. Yeah. Usually, they always have great classes. Yeah, exactly, and it has a lot of that, a lot of continuing education. Um, well, I don't know. I'm on a few Facebook yacht clubs. Maybe that. Me would too. Count. <laughs> <laughs> I love my Facebook yacht clubs. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, hey, Brian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm yep. on a few Facebook yacht clubs. I, I got, them I got the flag too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll tell you about it later. Um, no, but I, I'm, I'm sad for these yacht clubs because I do think they are fading. Yeah. And yet, I think with with 2020 and everybody realizing they want to own a boat and they want to get involved in boating more. I think we did see an, a surge in, like, sailing clubs, mm-hmm. for example, had a huge bump. Right. Um, so. So do you think do you think that was because people are like, um, I want to do it, and I can kind of socially distance initially doing it that way. Absolutely. Or, or do you think it was a more of instead of someday I might do this I don't know when someday is and I'm just going to do it now do you think everybody thought they were going to die like <laughs> I think no not necessarily die <laughs> but to go a whole year and not be on a boat mm. um, I think I think some people I, I know I kind of put things in perspective as far as you why put off, you know, 20 years from now to one day do this and just make it more of a point to be more intentional of doing something? That sounds like a lot healthier yeah. <laughs> of a mindset yeah. than, like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. <laughs> I like it. Okay. That works for me. Uh, well, if I, okay, if I thought I was going to die, yeah, I would absolutely go buy a book. Uh, if I thought... Hey, they might lock me in my room again Mm -hmm. for a year. Mm. I never got that option. Oh. I was... um, Where were you? I was working. No, I'm sorry. I was with... What what did they call it? Uh, Oh, I was working too, actually, because boats didn't actually stop. Right. Um, They still needed to be moved. They still needed to be transported. Um, the, The hardest part was that... The crew that you could work with right. real complicated. Yeah. I was dock master at that time, so I was considered essential. I was an essential employee. So when everybody else couldn't, a lot of um, our marina's clientele were from Pennsylvania. So they, they had a hard time getting to their boats and that sort of thing. So it kind of oh, fell yeah. on me to... Did you stop uh, anybody's boat from sinking? Mm, I would... I, 
Actually, yes. Well, so here's why I'm asking. Yeah. I recently had somebody ask me, they're a new boat owner, mm -hmm. and they're terrified every time they walk away from their boat and leave right. at the marina. Because they think, for sure, it's gonna sink. they're going to sink at the dock. Right. <laughs> I would hate to feel that way, and I don't know why I'm so confident when I do walk away. Because there's a lot of things that could sink your boat at the sure. dock. Sorry, I'm probably yeah. ruining your business right no, now. No, it's, it's, it's definitely possible. I think experience, probably, knowing that you've done that, you, you know what to do, and you know you've done it in the right way, and you've made the precautions, and you have the experience, and I mean, how many boats do we actually know of that have sunk at the dock, legitimately? I, did, I have never known one before it happened. How about that? <laughs> like, after it happened, oh, I knew that before. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> like, I'm oh. surprised it stayed afloat yeah. so long. Um, oh, there was this beautiful old Chesapeake Bay style fishing boat. Mm -hmm. Like, so that beautiful long swooped back with the big diesel engine that has a box in the back. Right totally open no refuge from the sun fascinating monster she was gorgeous and one day at the marina that my parents keep their boat at she was underwater yeah and it turns out that um just really heavy rain and a bad battery setup mm -hmm. meant that the bilge pump just never kept up with her. yeah and she ended up at the bottom. Fortunately, the bottom where my parents' marina is only like six feet. Yeah. <laughs> so like the top, like the bow was still upright. Yes, you could still stand still... on her. <laughs> but the most interesting part, and the next people I would love to be able to interview are the, the salvage people. Okay. Those guys are fascinating monsters. Yeah. And watching them rig up these... Uh, like the these airbags. inflatable yeah. bags was very cool stuff, but have you seen them do the ping pong balls? Ping pong balls? No. Oh my god. So when it's a deep job. Right. When like, oh man, you really effed up. <laughs> <laughs> you picked a great spot. <laughs> when you're not in the Chesapeake Bay and you're way deeper than uh, six feet. Um, and you need your boat refloated. There's these machines that come off of a boat and they have literally ping pong balls that they blast down into okay. the, the airtight sense. parts of the boat. Well, not airtight, but you know what I mean. The parts of the boat that can accept a ping pong ball. Right. And that's what refloats the boat. Wow. It's fascinating to watch. And then they stick airbags in. And then they get in, the and they, yeah. bags and the pumps and the... Yeah. yeah. It's really cool stuff. Interesting. I'm obsessed. In fact, if anybody's out there and would let me go for a ride on one of those boats, <laughs> I'm really interested. Please, please, please. Let it's me usually beautiful weather when they have to work, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're not going out there in bad weather. <laughs> That's just not going to happen. Oh, I love it. So earlier you talked about um, if you were going to die, and I thought the next thing you were going to say is where would you go? Oh, I'm sorry. So, I didn't do ask you me. have like a um, destination, like a Shangri-La boating destination that maybe you've never been, or 
if you had one, if you could only go to one other place. How long do I have? Is this like a couple months? No, I mean, How just, long do I have? No, just. You're, I'm gonna die. You, okay. you, you get to go to, you don't even have to. I'd rather you not die. Oh, you I can only it. go to one more place. Where would it be? Oh, okay. One more place. Um, I'm obsessed with the Cyclades. Okay. The Greek islands, mm -hmm. uh, they are this, oh, sorry, the Dodecanese. The Dodecanese, actually, are, are my favorite. So there's these weird islands in Greece, and they are totally these monsters that shoot up out of the sea. So they're super steep. Okay. So you're up against a cliff that goes, you know, half a mile up. Wow. And it's 70 feet of water underneath you. And it's the yeah. bluest blue water you've ever seen. It's freaking stunning. It's just beautiful. It messes with my mind too much. Oh, it totally blows your mind when yeah. you're sitting there as the captain panicking because you're like, I shouldn't be able to do this. I should this. be a grandma. I should now. not be able to do this at all. <laughs> and yet you're just you're just tootling along. Um, just stunning, stunning, beautiful, so alien and weird. Yeah. The rock faces and the islands. And then the people are so easygoing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a, uh, I, I docked the boat and I went to a little beach nearby and they had these um, umbrellas you could rent with a chair and you're supposed to pay them some amount of money. And the guy comes by and I'm like, oh, I've only got, you know, 50 euros. And it was only like a 20 euro umbrella or something. He's like, oh, you'll get me next time. I'm like, I literally will never be on this weird little island ever again. Right. Please take my money. He's like, ah, you'll get me next time. <laughs> and I'm like, this is why your country has problems. <laughs> it was great. Right. It was totally great. And, and beautiful. And I spent as much money there as I right. possibly could just to make sure that I made up for it. Made up for that umbrella. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I, have, I have no experience at the Med. Mm. None. Other than stories. What are you doing next summer? <laughs> Selling a boat in the Med? Yeah. <laughs> I like this. This yeah. is a good plan. I'm into this. Yeah. yeah. Well. I think that was a great place to end this. Okay. We're doing so good. Thank you so much. I'm also saying that to our waitress, who's been very kind and <laughs> supplying me with my level three painkillers. Um, I don't know if you can hear my ice tinkling around, but it's freaking delicious. They are really good. Let me tell you why this place is amazing. Because they give you the maraschino and the orange peel, and I think that's important in a yes, good... it is. And, and look how much nutmeg I have. Freshly ground nutmeg. It is not freshly ground, you liar. It should be. <laughs> if somebody is scraping nutmegs over there, they're a pervert. And with that, thank you for joining us on the Funny Boat Podcast. I am Captain Boomies. This is the broker with the beard. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> it's like, you really want to end it like that? <laughs>